welcome to the Straight Talk for Wives podcast. My name is Christy Marcotte. I'm your host, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. <laughs> okay, so um, we're going to get started. This is part two. If you missed part one of the knowing your husband's personality to build a better marriage and grow a stronger marriage, that is going to be on my website. So you have to go to straighttalkforwives.com and go to the videos and you can watch the video from last week. There's also a podcast from last week as well, the audio version, which sometimes is easier for people to listen to on the way to work, on the way home, running errands and stuff like that than it is to sit and like watch a video. Uh, What's nice about video, however, is I can show you things that help when we're learning this particular content. I don't always use visual aids to do my videos, but this one, you kind of need it. So I thought I would include it today. All right. So a little bit about me in case this is your first time watching. My name is Christy Marcotte. I've been married for uh, 23 years and uh, we have been separated twice. And so we've kind of had some uh, rocky beginnings of our marriage. I got pregnant at 20 before we got married. And so that really made the start of our marriage very challenging. And we had challenges from there on. I was really young. My husband was young and we're both very strong willed. And as you will learn in this video and this broadcast that we share two outgoing personalities. And as we talk about the weaknesses today, I will share why there's so much fireworks Um, in a negative way in my marriage in the early years and how you can actually um, understand where the conflict might be coming up in your marriage too. So um, we will get right to it. I'll try not to cover up too much of this, but make sure you can at least see me or hear me. Um, Hopefully I've got everybody on board. I'm just checking to see if anybody's saying that they can't hear. Um, Looks like everybody is good. So, like I said, the first part was last week. We talked about the strengths and the visible clues on how to pick out people that are different personalities. The visible clues, and I'll I'll briefly touch on it a little bit today, just in case you didn't get a chance to watch the video from last week. And um, But I will dig right into the weaknesses. And then, of course, what everybody's waiting for is how do we improve our marriage after we learn this information? What is this going to do to help us in our marriages? And it's a lot, actually. It will help a lot. I, I Let's just get right into it because I want to make sure I can cram it all in into this little bit of time we have together today. So... Um, First of all, one real quick side note, if you want to download the discovery worksheet, which is the personality um, worksheet, it it looks like this and it is on my website. So go to straighttalkforwives.com. You can click on the video from last week and there'll be a place to click on the link to sign up and get this for free. And when you download it, there's instructions on how to fill it out and you'll learn what your personality is, as well as you'll probably get a good idea about what your husband's personality is. And um, if he can, or if he'd be willing, have him fill it out. It takes like 10 minutes, super easy, super easy breezy. All right, let me get a drink of coffee. All 
Okay, so we're going to talk about the weaknesses. The first one we're going to start with is, is our fun Fred and Felicia. So fun Fred and Felicia right here on the top. First one we're going to talk about. The reason we're talking about them first is because they are the easiest ones to spot. Uh, like I said, some visible clues from last week is um, they're usually the one talking the most in a group. They are louder than everybody else. They a lot of times wear bright colors. Um, and I, I should have brought them in here, but I didn't. I have these really bright fuchsia pink uh, running shoes and I love them. They're like bright fuchsia pink and yellow. And I bought them like a year or two ago. And I remember when I bought them, I'm like, oh, these are great, you know. And my husband um, actually refused to go out in public with me <laughs> when I would have them on. And so I, uh, I, I, you know, of course, it's been a year now and he's, you know, gotten over it. But him and my daughter both, um, they're, they're not, they're not the outgoing type and they're definitely not into bright colors. So um, just wanting to uh, let you know, they are the easiest to spot out of all the four personalities. So um, they're creative, some strengths, they're creative, they're outgoing, they make friends easily. Um, they are good starters. They're like, like to start activities and um, they're motivating that kind of thing. However, they do have some weaknesses. They do have some weaknesses. And pardon me if I do check my text um, just in case I happen to get a text from somebody trying to get in and they can't or anything. So apologize ahead of time. Um, so they do have some weaknesses. If you're married to this fun personality and, you know, you're married to fun Fred, then I will caution you because we do have some weaknesses. I know, surprise. Uh, I just love talking about my weaknesses. Well, for one thing, um, we are usually um, can can start to lack focus. So if we're on a task, that could tend to be a weakness where we um, are focused on something and then we hear a group of people chatting and we're like, oh, you know, hey, uh, I want to be involved in whatever they're talking about. And we get distracted very easily. And that can be a big weakness. If you're at, your husband is a fun Fred and you hear him talking about at work where he's having a hard time focusing and this and that, I mean, this could be a weakness for him and you've got to implement some ways and, and change your environment. So it's easier to focus. Um, but that's can tend to be a, a weakness. And like I said, a strength being we enjoy storytelling. We um, enjoy talking. And sometimes we, you know, we're the loudest ones talking. Um, the weakness, on the other hand, is the fact that we talk too much. We talk too much like this. This blab broadcast may go a little longer than I want because I just you know, I've got so much information to share with you that I just keep talking. So we can tend to talk too much. And, and that can be a weakness because if your husband is a fun Fred and maybe you're an opposite personality down here, you might be the excellent Elizabeth. Um, you may have a hard time getting a word in in a conversation. They can dominate a conversation very easily. So that can be a weakness. Um, we have trouble saying no. Uh, this is something that because we so want approval from other people and we want to have friends and we want people to like us, that's like a really big, big need for us is to get the approval. We need approval. Uh, 
we tend to um, have a hard time saying no to volunteering for things. So we will, you know, volunteer ourselves to do things. And when we really don't look at our schedule and see if we really even had time to do it. So then it goes to another weakness, which means that we can um, get overcommitted. We tend to get overcommitted. And I hate to be, uh, you know, I, I just, I have, I, I'm it. I struggle with this all the time. My husband will tell you, my close friends will tell you that I I do overcommit very easily. And I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress, but I just get so excited about something new and I just I, I have to jump in and do it. And then I'm like, oh, now I now I gotta do it, right? Now I gotta follow through. So that can be a weakness of ours because we want desperately want to do things and we're creative. So we think of all these great ideas and then we have to, we have to, you know, follow through on it. And that can be a challenge. So um, another weakness is they dislike schedules. Um, this doesn't really affect me personally very much, but it could affect your husband. They're not big on schedules. This is a weakness for them. So scheduling things out and planning out is not something that comes naturally for this personality. So keep that in mind. If this is your husband, just, just keep it in mind. And we'll talk about how we can improve our relationship with this person, just knowing some of their weaknesses. Here's some things that they get can be afraid of to keep in mind. So if your husband is depressed or if there's been conflict lately, this, this could be why, um, you know, they, they are afraid of being bored being bored and being um, um, not having any fun because remember their motto is let's do it the fun way. So if their life is just really heavy and down and there's really no fun at all, that's been, that's been scheduled in or that's been going on. If you're in a lot of conflict, if there's a marriage crisis and there's really not fun happening, like date night that's fun or something and things get really heavy. This is something that we are very much afraid of. Your fun Fred husband needs to have fun in his life. And so if you want to um, improve the relationship with him, one of the things is you've got to just, you've got to actually schedule it. You got to plan it. And maybe if you're the opposite, this, this is good for you because you can do that. Schedule some fun activity in your marriage. You have to, this is something that we need as being um, fun, Fred and Felicia personality. We need that. We've got to have that uh, fun built in. And if not, we're, we're afraid of being bored. That's why sometimes be careful about what job that you're going to take if this is your personality and you're in a job that is kind of like um, the same thing over and over, just constantly doing the same thing, that could be source of trouble for you. And same thing with your husband. If he's down and you can't really figure out what's going on, see if what is the job that he's doing? What's the kind of work he's doing? Does it align with his personality? Does it really fit? And sometimes he could be really just feeling um, that that his job is just mundane and it can bring you down. It can really bring you down. Um, the the um, another thing that you can do to improve your relationship with this person, if this is your if this is your husband, if your husband is fun, fun Fred, 
um, you know, laugh at his jokes, listen to the stories that he tells. And, you know, without rolling the eyes and going, oh, gosh, we have to hear this story again. Or, oh, my gosh, do we, you know, you, you know, you really didn't tell it right. Or, you know, it really wasn't like that. Or, you know, whatever thing you're thinking in your head that you're like, well, you're not really getting the facts right. But he's in the middle of telling this great story to some friends or something. Don't spoil it for him. You'll improve your relationship a lot if you if you just let him tell his story. He just enjoys it. And so instead of spoiling it, or maybe maybe if he's really got some facts wrong, go aside when you're alone together, not in front of the whole group and go like, oh brother, do you have to tell this story again or whatever? Just just go with his go with his stories and and listen because he loves to tell he loves to talk he loves to tell stories and it will be good for you if you're maybe more introverted you're down here on the cool and the excellent side down here um, you know it will do you good to just let him tell his story and just go with it all right another. Another uh, way you can improve is because they do like spontaneous gifts and, and getaways, a good way for you to add some fun back into the relationship is to surprise him with a getaway for just maybe the evening. Say, honey, I'm just going to take you and I know you really like this special restaurant and just surprise him. Okay, that's really, that's, they love that. They love the fact that you planned ahead and you surprised them. They like stuff like that. And that would really improve your marriage because you need to make it a priority. So invest in it, invest in it. It's, it's well worth it. Well worth it. I promise you, um, be creative in date nights, make sure there's an element of fun. It's not just the same thing. Every time dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie. Um, one of the things I told my husband when we were dating, uh, one of the first things that we did, I said, he goes, well, do you want to go to dinner and then to a movie? And I'm like, you know what? No, I, I dinner. Yeah. But when you go to a movie, you can't talk. I mean, you just there's you just you just have to watch the movie and then afterwards. OK, bye. So you, you do something different. Shake it up a bit. Um, another thing is they like lots of physical affection. And so we are like the huggy feely people of all of these. And so we are very relational and we want to um, have that physical affection. So if you're not that way, but that's your husband, maybe he's kind of like looking wilted or just dying on the vine because he's not getting any TLC. He's not getting that love and affection from you. So make it a point to give him that hug and, and mean it and mean it, you know, not the, you know, like the obligatory, if I can say that right, pat on the back. But physical affection is important. So if you want to improve your relationship, good idea. Give the hug, you know, give him a big kiss when he comes home from work and really show him that, you know, you are wanting to spend time with him and do something fun together. And you're not just going to sit on the couch and watch a movie for the 10th time. So those are some ways to improve your relationship with this personality if this is um, your husband, Fun Fred. And if you're Fun Felicia, improving is maybe quieting down a little bit during those date nights and letting him talk, giving him the chance to talk because we tend to dominate a conversation. So if you want to let um, the relationship have a chance to improve, you've got to give them a chance to speak too. So keep that in mind. 
All right, let's move right along. Go over to Confident Carl and Claire. Confident in Carl and Claire. Grab my notes. These two, uh, they are, like I said last week, their motto is, let's do it my way. They want to do things my way. So they, like I said last week, the easiest way to spot these people, if you haven't watched the video from last week or listened to the podcast, they, um, you know, they are the ones that walk into a room and they are, they're like, they have a target in mind and they're just, you know, they're going after it. They're very driven. They have a very um, powerful entrance to a room normally. Um, so those are easy ways to spot them. Uh, some of their strengths are they're born leaders. They can run just about anything and they like to, too. They, they quickly grab for control in a group. So you can also spot that in a crowd. Um, they are good. Sometimes they'll, they'll really be able to step up in an emergency and there'll be, you know, something's fallen on the floor and, and broken. They'll be like, OK, um, you know, you go get this. You do this. You know, you get, get me the mop, get me the paper towel. And so they will easily step up in those situations where everybody's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's on. And they're like, hey, get, get, let's go, let's go. Get this done, Get this, let's get it cleaned up. Um, so some other, uh, some other things about them is they're great problem solvers. They are great, they're great at that. Um, they will, they just, and you know, they're not discouraged, discouraged easily. So whereas, eh, will, we might get distracted over here, but you know, and down here, they're like, oh, you know, let's just, Take it cool. Not a big deal. If we can't figure out this problem, let's just leave it for tomorrow. Not this one. They will really try to work at things to, to resolve that problem. However, we can see some weaknesses with these strengths. If a strength can become a weakness, if it's out of balance, if it's pushed to an extreme. So that's how we want to look at our weaknesses. We want to live in our strengths Knowing that our weaknesses are there, we want to be careful of them to not be living in our, our weaknesses constantly and just be aware of them. There are natural tendency, but that doesn't mean that that's the way we're going to be because these weaknesses for the confident Carl, if you're married to confident Carl, they can appear to be arrogant they can seem bossy because like the person who wants to take charge, born leader, what's the weakness? The weakness is, is they can be bossy and they can boss people around. At my work just the other day, I was introduced to some uh, customers that were coming in for a demo um, as Mama Bear. Hi, this is Mama Bear. <laughs> so I don't get that name for nothing. So I, I have to realize that because this is also my secondary personality. You know, I'm, I'm a confident Claire. I could, if I'm living in my weakness, have a tendency to be bossy. And I have to be careful of that. Be aware of that. And if this is your personality, just be aware of that when in your marriage, that that could be a tendency for you. So you got to kind of draw back a little bit. Turn back. Turn down your tone. Help to not be so bossy, be aware that other people are just not like you and they may not like you if you are bossy. Um, they can seem to be insensitive because, you know, they're driven. They've got tasks to accomplish and, you know, they just want to get things done and they want to check it off the list and they, they just want to accomplish things. That's part of their need. Their innate need is to accomplish. 
And so they can tend to be insensitive to other people's, um, you know, not being as fast as they are or not doing things the same way because they do think they're right most of the time. And so they can tend to be impatient. Um, this is another weakness. So we have to be careful. Those of us who, sh- who have this as one of our uh, as our personality, we've got to just remember not to be impatient with people. And so if this is your husband, maybe he's impatient with you. And that's where the conflict is coming into play. Maybe there's conflict with the kids because he's impatient with them, expecting them to be as fast paced as he is. And so that can cause conflict in a marriage. And so some things that they're kind of afraid of, and you can sense this if you're really smart, if you're a smart wife, you'll sense this in him. If he's um, a lot of things in his life are out of control, that can be a fear for him. Um, Not having a supportive spouse, that can also be a fear. If you're not supportive of him and you're bucking the system, his system, that could be a sign that, um, you know, can cause conflict and can cause him to get depressed, can be cause him to kind of want to give up. If if one of the things that I'll talk more about as to as we go through this um, broadcast is if you you and your husband share this personality, watch out. There's going to be fireworks, probably already has been fireworks, but there's probably going to be fireworks. My husband and I share this one. My husband is these two more down here on the introverted side, but he shares some of this and I also share some of this. So we both tend to think that we know how to do things the best way. Now, as a wife, I have learned now after 20 some years to back up and let him take charge because what what tends to happen is he tends to end up being right. And I I hate that, but you know what? He just, the way he's able to calculate things and because this is my more dominant uh, personality trait, I don't calculate things out as much as he does because, you know, they're they're on that planning task-driven side. So, you know, they are better at that than me. I'm just like, oh yeah, I can do all of that in one hour. You know, I can get to Walmart and Costco and the grocery store in an hour. No problem. Where he's over here going, no way you can do that. You know, I'm like, yes, I can. You know, so I am really optimistic in that aspect, which can turn into be a weakness because I think I can accomplish too much in too short a period of time. So that can cause a lot of fireworks if you and your husband share this confident Carl and Claire personality. Um, How can we improve our relationship with this person? If you're married to confident Carl, you know, let him make decisions. You know, if they're not totally way out of line, give him the decision making on things if possible. Um, Let him pick where you're going to go to dinner. Let him uh, plan out your vacation. If you're easygoing and you're down here, I have a hard time doing that because I know my husband is definitely tasked. So he'll want to plan as much as possible in a vacation with no fun time or kind of like relaxing time, just hangout time. And me, because I'm fun Felicia over here, I, I really need that downtime, fun time, do fun activity type stuff. Uh, and just kind of relax and do nothing is really good too, but not so much over here. So I have a hard time with that, but in certain situations, 
back up and let him make the decision. Let him make the decisions because that will um, give him more of that confidence and just it will build him up. And so whenever you can, let him have that um, decision making part of it. Um, here's something you can say to them that will really help your relationships. I don't know how you do all you do because they're usually pretty good at getting a lot of things done. And, you know, they like to accomplish things. And when you, when you, um, when you acknowledge that, that really, really is an encouragement to them. And, and it really builds them up. And that's going to build up your relationship. It's going to build it stronger and make it stronger. Just being able to give them those compliments and acknowledging when they are accomplishing a lot and showing appreciation that they're working really hard. And so, because um, they're usually really hard workers. Another weakness about this is that they can tend to be your workaholics, which is a big weakness. And so we've got to be careful if this is your personality or your husband's, we think work is play. And so we, we love to work. And if we're not careful, we could find ourselves working, you know, through the weekends, every weekend. And so, um, just being cautious of that and making sure that you're not overworking in, you know, and sacrificing your family. And so just be cautious of that. And so that's how you can also improve your relationship. If this is you or if it's your husband and maybe he's working a lot, this could be why that could be why you're feeling lonely or you're feeling, um, you know, like you're getting the crumbs in the relationship. This could be why, because he, he tends to see work. That's his play. Accomplishing is his play activity. Okay. Um, what else? What else? Um, 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 mm, really important one. And I'll go on to the next personality. But this one is important. You should keep your conversations, if possible, just obviously not all the time, but keep your conversations short and to the point with them. They love bullet points. And, you know, I hate to tell you this. Ugh, guys in general, they like bullet points. They like you to kind of three bullet points. Hi, honey. How's it going? Um, you know, think of the three top things that went on that day. And yeah, oh, yeah, this happened. This happened. And keep it short. They're not about the long, drawn out story. So, again, I'm up here where I like to tell stories. Right. But I've got to remember that my husband likes it a little shorter. Now, when we're out to dinner on a date and we have time to talk about things, he understands now I like to tell details in my story. They're more colorful that way. And I like that. And it's the details that kind of make the story more funny, right? And so if, you know, you are this and maybe your husband's over here, that's how you can listen to them and just acknowledge that they're not going to give you bullet points right now. And so for us wives, we, we just have to keep that in mind. Now, I'm not saying that's the way we communicate 100% of the time is just in bullet points. Obviously, that would be a bad thing for your marriage. You do have to talk things out and go deep. And so that's important, too. But if you kind of see like a glossy look in their eyes and like you've been talking for 20 minutes straight, um, maybe that's a hint that we kind of got to let's break and, you know, come back again, talk about it some other time. So anyway, those are some ways you can improve your relationship if you are married to that confident Carl. All right, moving right along. So the next one is our excellent 
our excellent Edward and Elizabeth. We got excellent Edward and Elizabeth down here. Now we've gone now down to the introverted side, the two bottom ones, like I said last week, they're more your introverted uh, people. And then up on top are your more outgoing people. So just keep that in mind. We've now gone below the surface, gone deep, deep blue. And um, real quick, their motto is, like I said last week, is let's do it the right way. They want to do things the right way. So they're very, the reason they're called excellent is because they have high standards. They um, are high quality people. They buy things that are the highest quality. So um, an easy way to spot them in case you haven't been able to do the test yet and you're trying to think, is my husband this or not? Um, they're usually well-groomed and very meticulous with their looks and um, usually never missing a shower. There's usually a shower every single day, if not two, in, just in case they've been outside a couple times. <laughs> so these are your very meticulous, well-put-together people in general. And just like I did a little uh, disclaimer last week, I'm going to say it again this week. The disclaimer is your personalities are in general. They are in general this way. So whenever I say this person is this or that, or they're not this or that, it's in general. It's not the hard, fast rule. So just keep that in mind as I'm sharing all of these things. Don't send me a message saying, you know, I don't understand because I'm not that way. It's okay. It's general. We're all a mixture of all four. But in general, if this is your main personality, you have more of these traits than the other three. Make sense? Okay. All right. Hopefully I'm not getting any uh, messages saying I can't hear you anymore. It's all, I think it's all good so far. All right. Next one. Here's some of their weaknesses. These people are great people. They're, they're, um, not outgoing, like I said, you're usually more introverted. So some of the weaknesses can be that um, they are, uh, they can overanalyze. They can overanalyze things and they're not risk takers at all. So sometimes that can hold them back from doing something because they just, they just are too afraid of the risk. Because remember I said last week, they make friends cautiously. And so you know, they just are not big risk takers. And so um, if there's some conflict in your marriage and you're like, you know, we just really need to do this. And and he can't like he can't answer all the questions he has in his mind about it. He could be struggling with it because if his personality could be really holding him back in that way. So just be aware that that can be a weakness that just overanalyzing things. Um, they can be, because they do have such high standards, they can tend to be critical of other people because they really, they live in a world that they, you know, they just live up here and they expect things in the world to be at this level. And so they expect high quality from those around them. And if you are down here, which I'm now covering up, um, this, this will be a challenge for you because they are expecting, you know, high standards and you're just like you go with the flow and you get along with everyone and and you don't have to have things at, you know, this 
level of quality. You're good. It's just, you know, you dress for comfort and, you know, you don't have to have the perfect shoes that match every single thing that you're wearing and the perfect earrings that match every single outfit that you wear. Um, but over here, they are more concerned about those things, that everything is meticulous and matches perfectly. All right. So um, they're, you know, like I said, they can tend to be a little bit critical of other people and a little judgmental because of this very high quality, high standards kind of viewpoint. Um, they can uh, they can be hard to please because obviously they have high standards. So if you know this is dad in your family, this is um, your husband, so your children they may have those, the conflict may come up where, you know, they just can't get the good enough grade because, you know, the dad wants a B if they have a C and he wants an A if they have a B and he wants an A plus if they have an A minus. So, you know, and then it's, well, you need A's in all your classes. And then it just, you know, it doesn't stop because they really, they push themselves and they expect everybody else or they think everybody else pushes themselves the same way. And we just don't. There's other personalities and there's other things that matter. Um, these two over here are definitely the more task driven of the four. On this side over here is the more relational, uh, the more relational side. So more task driven more relational kind of just keep that in the back of your mind as you as we're going through this um some of the things that um you know they they're not into spontaneous activity at all they like things planned out they like things to be um scheduled on the schedule they don't want these surprises so one way to improve your relationship with them would be don't uh don't plan a surprise dinner out or don't plan uh, a surprise birthday party, for instance, because it's just not something that they really enjoy. They like to know ahead of time what's going on. And so, um, you know, for me, if my daughter's going to all of a sudden have, you know, five people over um, to hang out and she's a teenager, you know, it'd probably be best if what would help my husband not be grumpy when he gets home is to send him a text and say, is it okay if Brooklyn has some friends over four or five? So they'll be here when you get home. That will do wonders for improving your relationship. Whereas if you're up here, you don't understand why that's necessary. Eh, have them over. I don't care. You know, uh, you know, we'll order pizza or something. Whereas if you're down here, you're like, oh, well, what are we going to eat? And um, do we have any drinks? And you start thinking about that. We don't think about that. We're like, yeah, come on over. We're just more the merrier. We're good with stuff like that. Not so down here. And if there's conflict that comes up because you're all of a sudden changing plans and running out the door and doing this and that, and they feel kind of that out of control feeling, which is that fear for them, uh, which is the same as up here. It's, it can be the same uh, fear down here for the, the excellent because they are their planners. So like they don't like spontaneous activity thrown at them, um, something that you need to purchase uh, usually they like to plan ahead for that kind of stuff. Um, they're not your impulse uh, buyers at all. I mean, at all. Um, so they, they, they can also, another, another weakness can be they tend to have a negative attitude 
And so they're maybe like the glass half empty kind of person. They're more realistic where we are like up here in this personality where these two, you know, we're like, yeah, we can do it. And, and, you know, they're like, they're more realistic. They're like, um, you know, because they've calculated it, they've looked at the risk and, you know, they, they're more realistic when it comes to that kind of stuff. So for us up here, it seems like they seem more negative because they bring up things and details because they're detail oriented that maybe we up here, we haven't thought of yet. And we don't like that because, you know, we don't want, you know, we don't want anybody raining our parade. We got a big, big idea. We don't want anybody spoiling it or bursting our bubble. All right. How do we improve our relationship? Well, I mentioned a couple of things, um, but being understanding that they don't want to be social as much as you do. If you're opposite personality to them, you like social activities, you're good with other people, that's very draining for them or can be in general, remember, can be very draining. So what is good is if you guys have a neighborhood party, what would really improve your relationship, go separately. Don't expect him to stay as long as you. That's how you improve your relationship. You just say, honey, you can go home. You don't even have to go. You know, so for holidays, if you at Christmas time and you're like, you got the work party, he's got the work party. Well, probably he won't go to his work party. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that one. But, um, you know, there's other neighborhood, family, you know, all of those. Maybe telling him, honey, I, you don't really have to go to this one. You know, maybe letting him off the hook for all the social activities because he's going to be really drained. And then also um, giving him the space he needs that's really important too. And things being quiet. If there's a way you can quiet the kids down for a certain period of time to give him that space when he comes home from work, that does wonders. That does wonders. Um, and the last thing is being sensitive to their feelings because they're deep. They don't share their feelings. Like they're not real open with their feelings, but they have them. And you just kind of got to pull them out a little bit of their heart because they're in there. They just, they, you know, not a big risk taker. So not necessarily taking risks at sharing those deep feelings. So we up here, if you're up here, got to be patient and just draw it out of them. And that'll really help your relationship because they being sensitive to their feelings and being interested in how they feel is huge, is really huge for improving your relationship with them. All right, last one. All right, here we go. The cool personality, cool personality. And I keep standing right in front of it. I'll try not to. I'm going to just move this over. A skosh. Better? Better. Yeah, all right. Okay, so the cool person, now, if you're married to cool Cal or you're cool Chloe over here, um, here, let me just get on the other side. Oh, much better. Okay, if you're married to cool Cal down here, here's one of the things that um, they are kind of, I think I said last week, they're your all-purpose person, which is great. Another way to spot them in a crowd is um, that they dress for comfort. They, they you know, comfortable shoes. Um, they are into, um, relaxing and be just being there. They're, they're also really good listeners. So if you have a friend and you're like, gosh, I don't really know what their personality is. I can't put my finger on it, but they are really good listeners. Maybe that's, that's their personality. Um, however, we can have some weaknesses. If this is you down here, if you're, if you are, um, cool, Chloe, and maybe your husband is up here. It's not working. I got to stand over here. It's just more room. Um, if your husband is confident, Carl, and you're down here, cool, Chloe, 
you are probably going to experience and, and see some of the weaknesses. And so here they are. Um, this personality, they, they do get along with a lot of people. And in a crowd, they in a group of people, they fit in very well. Um, but major changes, they're not a fan of. They want um, that comfort and they are not big on change, big changes like the move across the country, like um, um, just the big changes, the big life changes or the big issues that need to be addressed. Like I said last night, they avoid conflict and that can tend to be uh, it's it's a good it's good in one aspect because they're good mediator. They can stay calm and cool and collected when other people are like ready to you know throw a hammer. However, they do avoid conflict to the point of there's no communication, and they they just kind of go even. They're very even keeled, and you may not know something that's really bothering them because they don't want to to have the conflict over it. And so sometimes the pink elephant that's in the room, the, the big pink elephant, that the issue that needs to be addressed may not get addressed because this might be their primary personality and you might be going crazy because you see it, you wanna talk about it and they kind of avoid it. So that can be a weakness. Uh, another weakness, kind of hard to get them moving. So just, you know, some people could say, oh, you know, well, they're just lazy. Well, part of that is their personality. They're very calm. They're very cool. They don't get ruffled very quickly. The feathers don't get ruffled very quickly. And so for us up here, we may see that on their face and not see expression and think, well, don't you care? Like they look like they don't care, but that's not the case. It's just they they don't show it the way we do up here. So that might help you in your relationship is just understanding they're not as animated as you. If you're up here, they don't show, they don't have to, you know, be like the in your face thing. They're usually like, whoa, calm down, you know. Um, they have a hidden will of iron though. Hidden will of iron that, that um, can rear its ugly head. It can be a weakness. And so be be aware of that in this personality. They, they get along in most situations and, um, you know, they're they're easygoing for the most part. But, you know, they may go along for a while and they've been avoiding conflict. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get handed the divorce papers and they've left and you're just like, what in the world just happened? Because there was no conflict. Right. But they, they, it's like they went to a certain point, they've had it, and they they didn't really want to address it. They don't know what else to do. They bail. So keep keep that in the back of your mind that sometimes you just got to be patient, kind of try to draw it out of them as well. Maybe they tend to be on the introverted side, closed life. They, they're not the ones that just, you know, put everything out there on the table. They hold their cards very close to them. And so that means that talking and communicating can be a challenge, especially the issues that may have conflict involved and the big issues that mean life change. If you're dealing with alcohol um, issues, if you're dealing with drug issues, pornography, those really big issues can be really hard to get out on the table. So that could be 
some of the reasons why you're feeling very exasperated in the relationship if you're married to a cool cow. He's always cool, calm, and collected, has great things about him, but conflict and dealing with issues is not is not something that they engage in. And that can be that can be a challenge. All right. Um, and I already talked about they, they don't have a whole bunch of enthusiasm. Um, they hate conflict. Um, how do we improve? How do we improve our relationship with them? There's a lot of things that you can do. A lot of things. Understand they enjoy calmness, quietness, relaxing. And it would be really good for you and your relationship if you can learn to appreciate that as well. That means sitting with them, watching a television show that they enjoy watching and not having to be on your phone, on your computer, you know, wiping the counters while you're watching. That doesn't count. You want to improve your relationship? You sit with them and you be with them. You just be with them. And then also when they do talk, you don't interrupt them. That's another big way to improve your relationship is, which is really hard for me because I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, just, I want to say something, right? We have to remember, let them talk, give them a chance to talk and don't expect it to be hurried or, you know, they sometimes need to process things and they do it differently. They need time. So if you have brought up, you know, something that's a big issue, give them a, give them some heads up. I would like to talk about this issue and, and I would like to do it in the next three days. Let's set aside time to do it. And by the way, that will help if you're married to excellent Edward too. If I want to bring up a big issue, I plan ahead with my husband. I ask him ahead of time and I plan out my conversation with him about it. And what I think in my head, what do I want as a result of this conversation? I want it to go somewhere. I don't want to just bring up the issue. What is it? The what's? How do I want to resolve this? If it's a conflict, if it's a situation that we have to deal with and neither one of us have been doing it, um, plan ahead say is there is there a time you have next tuesday night or whatever you respect their time and plan accordingly you're up here you sometimes you just want to pounce on them right then and there you have high emotions and you can and you'll just bulldoze them and they will clam up and it will be it will be a bad situation bad situation um another way that you can um improve this relationship with them is um, don't over. And I know some of us tend to do this if we're up here and if you're up here, if this is you wives and your husband is down here, try really hard or don't, I would say if at all possible, bombard them for the weekend with honeydew list. Just don't do it. Okay. Uh, hire somebody else to do it. If you want to improve your marriage, don't expect them to want to do what you want to do. If you feel like the landscaping needs to get addressed and, you know, you just, you know, that's outside and that's something he should do. You know what? That's not his personality in general. Okay. Maybe he's a landscaper and he loves that and that's fine. But I'm saying in general, um, honey do list. If, if you, you know, you're like, I'm going to have to do it myself. And I always have to do everything around this house. You know what? You're probably up here or over here. 
he's probably over here. And just be understanding that he doesn't want to spend his weekend after he's been working all week, does not want to spend his weekend doing a honey-do list. Do this, do this, do this, do this. That will damage your relationship. And if you want to improve it, just hire somebody else, okay? Or at least give him the option. If he's very frugal and money's tight, just say, honey, I really need this faucet fixed. And, you know, I really, I don't want to ask you to do it because you've worked all week. You're being respectful, which is good. But you say, but honey, we have to get this fixed. And so um, I'm going to look around and find somebody and I'm going to get it fixed. And so is that okay? You know, don't, don't say, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do it. And I have to do it because you won't do it there. That's not going to help things. It's going to make things worse. So you can improve your relationship a lot by understanding where he's coming from, understanding that this is his personality. And so um, all of these, they all, we all have weaknesses, right? We just want to remember to try to live in our strengths more than our weaknesses and being aware of, of our tendency, my tendency to, overcommit. I can understand why my husband will tell me, you know, you need to balance, Christy, balance. I hear him saying a lot, balance, balance. And I just go, okay, dial back, dial back. I have to just scale back a little bit. And sometimes I make mistakes. I do all the time and I have to like mid-course correction. And you can do the same thing. You know, that's why you're married for a lifetime because you have, it's the security of being able to fine tune your personality and, and improve and um, get those second chances. So give them to your husband. He deserves second chances from you. We get second chances, third and fourth and fifth from God every day. And so God wants us to show that same kind of grace to our husbands. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm so glad that you joined me today. And um, I'll have this video on my website probably in a few days, as well as a podcast. So it was a lot of information. And again, you can get more information from my website at straighttalkforwives.com. And you can, I think, even click on one of the posts and download the um, discovery worksheet. You sign up. Uh, to get my updates and you can uh, get this for free and maybe get your husband to fill it out. And guess what? Get your kids to fill it out too. It'll help your relationship with them the same or, and, you know, even better to have your relationship with your kids improving too. And your coworkers, this stuff is good for that too. It's helped me out a lot. I understand why they call me mama bear and I need to realize that's a weakness not to be so bossy. All right, I'll let you guys go, and um, we'll have a blab next week, Friday, 11.15. It's going to be on understanding our husband's history, the history, and ours. So that's really talking about the pieces of his past. We're going to kind of unpeel the onion a little bit, and it's going to be another two weeks of great stuff. You don't want to miss it. And hopefully if you can't make Thursday night at the church, at the support group, um, you can do the live lab on Friday. All right. See you next time. <laughs>